Welcome to episode 43 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Amber. And I'm Danny. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking about Kang the Conqueror to prepare for the Ant-Man and the Wasp... Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Is that what it's called? That's a mouthful, whatever it, it is. It is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say my S's. <laughs> Ant-Man 3. Ant-Man 3. Yeah. Or the Ant-Man and the Wasp 2. Wasp. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, this this episode is going to be titled "Who is Kang the Conqueror?" because he's new to the MCU, right? Well, no, he's kinda. He popped up in in one of the TV shows. Maybe. Maybe. Kang. Yeah. Spo- spoiler. He was also in Marvel's Contest of Champions, right? Every everybody's in Contest of Champions these days. That's what I remember him from. You haven't played in a couple of years, have you? No. Me neither. <gasps> you haven't played that in a couple of years? Yeah. Uh. But yeah, we're going to be talking about Kang the Conqueror because this is a character that is interweaved all throughout the, the history of Marvel Comics pretty much and a very confusing character that probably can't be covered in one issue but or one episode, but we're going to at least get an introduction to who Kang is. And we picked out three comics to read. Two of which I read, and one I read the wrong one of. And I just, <laughs> we just discovered that now as we started recording this podcast. But we're all going to take one issue and walk through it with you guys. So um, the three issues that we chose that were... <laughs> what is the that? hell was that? <laughs> I think they're blinding something. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's blending something, and Danny's making margaritas. <laughs> making some margaritas for the podcast. Sunday night margaritas. All right, that's that's all staying in there. So the three issues that we chose to to learn about Kang was Avengers number eight, which is his first appearance, and then what was the second one? Avengers two two sixty seven. Okay, so Avengers 267, that's from the 80s. Um, And then Kang number one, Kang the Conqueror number one, which is a pretty recent, like August 2021 comic. Oh, it looks new. It looks good. Yeah, I I like the writing in it too. So uh, we're going to start off with his first appearance. Before we do that, you guys have anything going on this week other than getting ready for the Ant-Man movie? Yeah, the new Overwatch season started with the new Battle Pass um, and the Mythic skin at the end, which is pretty cool. Like, all the Mythic skins have been, like, customizable, um, but this one's for Kiriko, and I'm trying to get really good at Kiriko, so I don't let that skin go to waste once I get it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. What kind of character is that? She's a support. She's, like, a ninja support Nice. That's kind of an oxymoron, though. Yeah. If you go back to ancient Japan and and say, hey, ninja, you're going to be supporting somebody someday. He's like, no. I'm just (laughs) going to be flat out killing people. She uses magical soul scrolls or something. Okay. Yeah, it works. It's on theme. Hmm. Very good. How about you, Dan? Anything going on? Um, I haven't checked out the new Overwatch season yet, but I'm still on my Fortnite grind, so. Nice. 
Getting and, board uh, number one victory royales. Yeah, Fortnite about to get down. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and I did, uh, even though I beat the Autonauts on the new uh, version, I did go back and I played the old edition because there was, according to Steam, three things that I didn't do. <gasps> yeah, so oh, I figured no. I wanted to just go ahead and 100% that game, and I did. I finished... Now, remember nice. I said the game save that I had on the uh, the updated version was like 48 hours or something? Yeah. Well, I went back and I continued on one of my original saves to finish out the, the old version. And uh, it's got like 108 hours on that save. Whoa. Oh, wow. So that's, yeah, that's a long time. But I 100% of it, 100%ed it. And uh, I'll have to show you the animation that happens when, when you finish it. Amber, I'll show you that. Because I've got a save just before the final thing when you take all your babies and you shoot them into space. To make I'm them sorry, free. what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You, do you heard what me now? right. <laughs> Use a magical pyramid to shoot your babies into space to set them free. Wow. Where they have no material needs anymore. <laughs> so let that be a lesson. So yeah, I did that. That was that was good, and uh, I played a little Marvel Snap. I finished out the uh, Savage Lands um, season battle that was going pass. on. Yeah, Battle Pass, and I actually did buy the Battle Pass at the very end. Nice. So you have to collect all the stuff, and that gives you the uh, the little kitty cat um, person. <gasps> kitty. But but other than that, the tiger. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, tiger. Same. Same thing. Same thing. But yeah, that's a, that's a good game that I play every now and then when I've got nothing else going on, which isn't very often these days. So if that's it, let's go ahead and get into talking about Kang. Kang. So Kang. starting with Avengers number eight, which is quite old, 1964. Whoa. Yeah. And you can tell that with the art style, and you can tell that with the writing style. <laughs> yeah. Not not that the art's bad, but um, it's of the, the write, times. The writing is certainly dated. So we start off with with Kang, and and of course with the classic Marvel style of having some new character show up in a comic. They have to be on the com- on the cover, and there has to be some kind of lead in, you know, talk about what's about to happen. So on the cover, we've got. Can you think of any one man whose power is greater than that of the Avengers? Don't answer that. Not until you meet Kang the Conqueror. And then, uh, so it shows him fighting off all of the Avengers. So we start off with the Avengers walking through uh, downtown Manhattan. And they're being escorted into uh, the mansion of Anthony Stark, which nobody knows is, is Iron Man. Which I didn't even know that Tony was short for Anthony. What? <laughs> you mean in in Tony Stark's? Yeah. Uh, case no, in general, <laughs> I didn't know Tony was short for Anthony. <laughs> I thought it was a separate name. Okay. Well, <laughs> you you going to college for this? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to college to learn names well, see, and nicknames. You learned something today, then. <laughs> I did. Yep. Every day he's got to learn something. So we're going to Anthony or Tony Stark's mansion 
to have this meeting because the Pentagon has summoned, in the middle of the day, has summoned all of the Avengers to have a meeting. So instead of flying to D.C., they just go into this mansion where they have this little command post that they can instantly talk to the Pentagon. And, of course, in this in this super high-tech mansion with all this nifty-neato technology in this room that they can live telecast to uh, to the Pentagon, which... Well, they had Zoom in the 60s? Which today we just know is like Zooming or FaceTiming somebody, but back then it involved like radios and you know frequencies and all kinds of crazy stuff and scramblers. So, of course, when you've got... We've got Captain America... We've got the, the, the uh, who's that, Wasp and Giant Man. And we've got Iron Man and Thor. So we've got two geniuses in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the person who's going to run all the electronics is the guy that's from another world who knows nothing about <laughs> our electronics. So Thor, put on the scrambler. Thor is running the scrambler to, to tune in... Uh, the Pentagon. And of course he does a perfect job. So the Pentagon says, Hey, there's something going down just outside of DC, like in Virginia, right? In the woods in Virginia, so a UFO comes down and, uh, blasts the earth so hot that it turns to glass lands. And now, uh, they instantly get a bunch of tanks there to, to make sure nothing's going to happen. And I like this- how there was an asterisk that translated UFO yeah. Yeah. unidentified flying object which <laughs> very helpful in today's timeline everybody knows what a ufo i is. wish they i wish they translated scrambler <laughs> right this is a, a very very timely <laughs> time to be learning about flying ships through uh to the united states but that's a different subject altogether <laughs> and uh so the uh the ship just starts shooting some kind of vibration ray or something and uh, demolishing all the tanks. Of course, just like in a good G.I. Joe cartoon back in the 80s, all the soldiers got out of the machines before they got destroyed. That was a, a trope for those com- cartoons. I don't know if you knew that. Every time like G.I. Joe would shoot down a bad guy plane, you'd see a parachute pop out. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever died. So the tanks are demolished. The soldiers are there like, what's going on? And then here comes out of this little uh, tube that comes down, of course, just because every UFO has a tube to to let the people out. Mm-hmm. Here comes Kang the Conqueror. And he's very full of himself. And he's very confident that he's just going to rule this entire earth. And, uh, you know, he's he's not in a hurry. He's like, go ahead and tell your tell your people I'm going to rule the earth and they can go ahead and like surrender when they're ready to. So of course the, the uh, Avengers have to show up and, and thwart this. So they take a jet, a private jet that everybody just seems to know, Hey, that's uh, that's the Avengers jet taken off. They must be doing something. So they're, they're flying down to Virginia pop out there and here's Kang sitting on an invisible lounge chair, <laughs> just <laughs> lounging around and, uh, and all the superheroes are like, wow, he's got some kind of anti-gravity seat. And uh, I find his confidence disturbing. He seems to have no fear of our power. And then one of the Avengers says, I bet he's not bad looking under all that <laughs> headgear he's wearing. 
this is what happens when you let, let a bunch of dudes write comics. <laughs> <laughs> one female superhero just wonders what this bad guy who's a, has no she has no possible way of thinking that he's good looking underneath this ridiculous <laughs> outfit. Why would you say that? Is she not like dating or married to Hank Pym also? I don't know at this point if she is or not. Because um, that's a little silly. <laughs> but I think she was known, and this is probably to to the credit or fault of the, the writers at the time. I think she was known to be uh, over-sexualized or horny. <laughs> <often>. <laughs> That's, that's speculation. I think I think that's what I read somewhere. But anyhow, they face off with him, and uh, he's got all kinds of gadgets in his suit. So he pushes a button, and all of a sudden, there's like a repulsor ray or something that makes everybody float up in the air, and it's stronger than any of the superheroes can counteract. So Thor thinks I'm just going to throw my hammer at him and stop him, and throws a hammer at him, and then uh, he just turns the hammer into subspace so it like disappears and then comes back and doesn't hurt him at all so so he's in two seconds immobilized pretty much all the avengers and it's not looking too good so uh so now more military is showing up because uh we got to do something with this this guy and uh i guess there's some kind of like secretary of defense or something that's that's there calling the shots and well, maybe we should just blow them up. And no, we can't do that yet. Let's see what the Avengers can do. And uh, and then, the, of course, the bad guy has to get into his story about uh, you know who he is and why he's there to to rule the world. Um, it touches a little bit on some of his past about being a pharaoh, the pharaoh Ramatut. Yeah. Back, back in the days of uh, of ancient Egypt. Um. Talks about him facing uh, Doctor Doom at some point, which may or may not be one of his ancestors. I don't know if you you gathered that from from somewhere. Oh. No, because his real name is Nathaniel Richards. Guess who else he is a descendant of? Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't put that together. I was like, yeah. why is it so important that his name's Nathaniel Richards? Yep. Um. And on the cover of this, it says you'll never believe who his, you know, secret identity is. But I don't right. think this issue. This ever, issue doesn't even say his name. Did ever say say it? No. But he goes a little bit through his history, and uh, and talks about how he's got the greatest scientific knowledge of all time because he's traveled all through time, and he's got, you know, four thousand year in the future technology knowledge and he's coming back to earth because he was bored with with what life was like four thousand years into the future so he wants to come back and rule a time that was a little bit a little bit cooler i guess so that's why he's here and uh so giant man finally gets tired of that and grabs him and says okay i've got you i've got your hands i've got your legs you can't push any of your magic buttons on your suit and Instead, he just flexes like a pectoral muscle or something like that. So by flexing <laughs> a button or flexing a muscle, he can activate one of his buttons inside his suit. And it causes some kind of stun power generation thing that that knocks uh, Giant Man away. Then Thor gets upset again and says, you can't stop my hammer a second time. 
So he throws a hammer at him again and he says, well, okay, you're right. I can't, I can't put it into uh, subspace again because I haven't recharged my powers, but I can make an antimatter shield in front of me and it just bounces, bounces off. So he's got some stuff going on while all this is going on. Wasp decides she's going to fly into his helmet and try to disable some of the circuitry, but she can't figure out the circuitry because it's 4,000 year in the future circuitry. So she accidentally trips an alarm and he stops her and, uh, Captain America tries to stop him with a shield. Iron Man tries to stop him. They, uh, knock him on the ground, but then when they knock him on the ground, one of his little magic buttons gets pushed again. (laughs) Him and his magic buttons. Yeah. He's got like a utility belt. Maybe they should have brought Batman to fight him. (laughs) And, uh, and this, this time when the, when the, the belt gets activated, it, it slurps all the superheroes inside a spaceship, each one in their own, what do they call it, catacomb, I guess. Each one goes in their own little um, little rectangular box that has some kind of a force field that stops them from moving. And, uh, and that's not good for, for Tony Stark because it's affecting his, uh, what do they call it, transistor-powered chest device. So it's stopping his blood flow. That's not good. It turned Thor back into his alter ego, which is a doctor with a cane. I don't know if you knew that, but in the old I days, forgot that that he was a dude. I, when it was like, oh, Doctor So and So, I was like, who now? Who's this person? Yeah, Doctor oh. Don, Doctor Don Blake, and he Thor. turned into Thor by slamming his cane onto the ground, and his cane would turn mm-hmm. into his his hammer. So they're all immobilized. Things are not looking good, but I guess that leaves Wasp. And they did bring with them... <laughs> some random teenager. Some random yeah. teenager. Um, it reminds me of the Fantastic Four friend. Yeah. yeah but random at least, guy. At least he was fast, right? He could run really fast. <laughs> yeah, at least that guy was useful. <laughs> Who was this guy? Rick Jones? Is that the guy's name? Something like that. Some some dumb name. So he's he's actually... He was, he's been a sidekick to many superheroes over the years. Um, he was at the explosion of the atomic bomb that turned the Hulk into the Hulk. Oh. He heard that they were going to be detonating a bomb, and he thought it'd be cool to go watch, so he drives his convertible out there to the desert, and <laughs> uh, Bruce Banner throws him out of the, out of the blast zone just in time. Awesome. And then he gets blasted and turned into um, the Hulk. So he was there, and he was kind of the uh, the Hulk sidekick slash nemesis at the same time. It's kind of a confusing relationship, but he's hanging out with the Avengers now, and so he's run off into the woods with with Wasp, and they need to come up with a plan. And uh, their plan, instead of trying to communicate with other superheroes, is I know, I'll call the Teen Brigade. <laughs> So he's got a bunch of rando teens that follow him around like groupies, and they're going to save the day. The teen brigade. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know where they're coming from, but essentially, I guess they, they got to Virginia really quick. Chat. Text the group chat. Yeah. Hey, guys, roll up to Virginia. We're going to fight King the Conqueror. So it took the Avengers with superpowers, a freaking jet to get there. 
But these teenagers, one of them in a football jersey. <laughs> He's got a local group of teenagers in every single city that he can call on whenever he needs. <laughs> but these look like the ones that show up at the other cities, too. <laughs> Who knows? So they they're probably copy-pasted. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna come up with a plan. And their plan is run past all the military people that are aiming their guns at them, at, the, uh, at Kang, run past them, and just tell Kang, hey, hey, you're really super powerful, right? We want to join you. And Kang's like, well, you're the only smart people in this earth. <laughs> go ahead. Go, go in my spaceship and wait for me. Big ego. So they go up into the spaceship, and uh, of course, they're really secretly looking to to try to free the superheroes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, new guys, why don't you bring me that bomb?" They're like, "Okay, here you go," and they drop it out. Oopsies! <laughs> <laughs> drop it out of the spaceship, and uh, it damages a little bit. So it takes Kang a little while to contain this this bomb thing that that he wanted to use and it's starting to seep out some kind of, I don't know, fumes or something. So they've got a couple seconds to find the superheroes and they just start pushing buttons and uh, apparently they free them. So Mm -hmm. they free the, uh, the, uh, the dude, the the dude with the cane, Dr. (laughs) Don. And uh, he turned back into Thor and then Thor helped free the other people. Of course, Iron Man's a little weak because his heart was hurting. And uh, while all this is happening, the wasp somehow flies back to <laughs> wherever uh, Giant Man's lab is, probably in New York. <laughs> so she flies with her little tiny wasp wings in, in tiny form, nonetheless. <laughs> so it's, it's eight it. times the distance that it would normally be, probably, because <laughs> of her scale. Flies back to get some kind of, uh, you know, weapon that that Hank has created that may just happen to, you know, I created this because just in case we meet up with some guy like Kang. And she flies back and gets it. But she can't fly this gun back because she's too small to, when she flies to carry a gun. So she has a bunch of flies help her. Yeah, it was kind of cute. So her and about six flies <laughs> flying a gun. <laughs> I guess from from New York City back to Virginia, all in in the same amount of time it takes for the superheroes to get out of the spaceship and back down to Kang, who's still preoccupied with this bomb thing. So they get him back. They think they're going to uh, you know take him over again, but it's not until the Wasp gives that gun thing to to Giant Man, and and that starts to turn the tables a little bit. So now you got Thor with his hammer, you got the shield flying, you got the, the super gun thing that just showed up from a bunch of flying ants. And uh, and now they're starting to cause some trouble and I guess eat away at his suit and uh, and that's going to cause him some trouble. So so he, uh, he decides that he's going to just launch a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just fly a neutrino missile out. And uh, destroy everybody. If, if you think you're going to beat me, I'll just destroy everybody. But um, and even in his weakened form, Iron Man's able to use a repulsor ray to uh, to knock it up into the space, or not space, but at least up into the sky where it explodes and it doesn't hurt anybody. Iron Man does what Iron Man does best: redirect right. missiles. <laughs> at least he didn't grab it and fly it this time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so okay, so 
I'm just gonna if if you blow up my my bomb and you think you're gonna save me, then I'm just going to turn myself into radioactivity. So he just starts glowing, and uh, I guess the only way that Captain America can save himself is put the shield up because you know shields stop radiation. <laughs> but they uh, they get him to escape back into his his uh, ship and he flies off and and that's that and the world is saved by a bunch of teenagers <laughs> basically and happy ending but they know he'll be back someday yep because he's way too powerful but the next time he comes they they think at least we'll be ready for him next time yeah at least they'll be ready so what do you guys think of avengers number eight that's that's a pretty old issue, but a pretty pretty good story if you don't try to read into the timeline of how long it takes to fly things back and forth <laughs> between states. Mm. It's it was good. I I don't know. I thought it was an interesting. Um, I don't know. I liked that they didn't beat him immediately. Like, I don't know. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. In this in this time frame, if you were just to to flip through the the issues of the Avengers. You'd see like every third issue, there'd be some other bad guy that was just more powerful than all of the Avengers. <laughs> and and that just repeats for, for years. They just kept on I mean, they were they were cranking out the characters back then. Marvel was just absolutely a machine and making all these stories for all these people and making it intertwine over you know, the course of the last 50 years has been exciting because now we get to see Kang come back into a, a movie. On the yeah. Mm-hmm. So very good. So let's go on to the next issue, which my daughters tell me is Avengers number 267. Yep. Oh, I don't have the exact date. It's May. I'm going to guess in the late 80s because the, the issue price is 75 cents. Oh, so it's 86. 80s. 86, okay. So who's who's tackling this one? That would be me. All right. Yo, he's got a Lego on his belt. He's got Lego belt. <laughs> Two by three. Oh, pink brick. So this issue features Storm in it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Hard <to> the <laughs> it's just storm the end that's it's all that matters <laughs> um, but it starts off with um, the Avengers are discussing how Colossus is entering or is becoming like an Avenger and the president is there to welcome him and they're having a big old thing and uh, Iron Man, well, Iron Man comes in <laughs> and he's like, I'm here, guys. And they're like, finally. And he has this box and he's like, oh, Mr. President, this box is from Tony Stark. He wanted to give it to you. And he's like, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> and then this man comes running. He's like. Don't open the box. Don't open the box. They're like, why would we listen to you? And he's like, I'm Tony Stark. I didn't give that box. And then 
the president just opens the box and everyone dies. <laughs> Except <laughs> Iron Man, but it's not actually Iron Man. It's actually Kang. Kang what? the Conqueror. Plot twist. This must not have been Earth 616. <laughs> is so that it? Is that the right one? I don't even know. But everyone dies. And but then there's this like panel of Kangs watching, and they're like, why did he do that? <laughs> he he just messed up the time. how time works and now there's gonna be so many other realities because of what he just did so they blast him and that king's gone (laughs) (laughs) the pile of smoldering ash Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah those then those three kings are there (laughs) 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 and um, two of the kings walk away because one of them shows him his king robot factory. I can and, I can only assume that this is like the Marvel Comics version of the TVA from Loki, which is the like time neutral place where the people like control the timelines. If you haven't seen Loki. And that makes sense. Yeah, so I think that's the equivalent of this place. So this king is is without time, the main king. King Prime? I guess. Do I call him that in this this issue or no? No. Okay. So the the main king is they call King Prime. Mm. And all the other ones are like versions of him. Okay. Hmm. So the, the one Kang shows the other Kang his <laughs> Kang robot factory and and the the uh, the one that doesn't have the factory is like this is cool but I'm a little suspicious and he just shows him around and then Um, he shows him his tomb of Ravana. I'm guessing that was his lover, right? Yeah. So this is the 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 not main king's tomb of Ravana, because all the kings are like, "Oh, my Ravana's dead." Mm-hmm. But one of the kings, Ravana, is alive. Yeah, main king. So the one king is like, oh my god, she's alive. But then he gets zapped. <laughs> and Ravana was like, did you really need to do that? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, now there's only one king I have to destroy. And then we get um, sent back to, well... Is this, I guess it gets sent back to another Avengers timeline? Yeah. Or they're not dead? And uh, this is uh, a bunch of crowd of people saying that Namor shouldn't be a part of the Avengers. And um, apparently they're like friends with Namor now. So 
And go back and listen to our Namor episode if you haven't. True. <laughs> Shameless pug. Plug. Pug. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> That's a it's, a little, it's a little late. We're a little tired. <laughs> so big crowd of people saying, no, Namor. We don't like him. And the wasp is there and they're like asking her all kinds of questions like why is Namor becoming an Avenger? And so she just flies away and she goes talk she goes and talks to Jarvis and she basically explains how she should have announced his joining earlier and that she should probably say something to the people. But um, she got a note. I didn't really get this part. She got a note from someone. Yeah, some some lover, I guess. Paladin. Oh. See, more more love letters for the only female character. <laughs> yeah, and she kisses Jarvis. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we cancel Prince Charming for kissing. Uh, a sleeping beauty but we're not going to cancel the wasp oh jarvis liked it he liked it <laughs> mm-hmm. i guess he was conscious so it, it doesn't count <laughs> that's true but jarvis tells the wasp that hercules and black knight are working on some remodeling in the basement so she goes and talks to them and I guess what are they building a pool for Namor or something? I don't know. That's what I thought they were doing, but it just kind of seemed random. It said old submarine waterway. Oh, something like that. I don't. Anyways, probably a way for him to get quickly to the ocean from underneath oh, the mansion. Yeah, probably. They're doing a lot for this Namor guy, aren't they? Yeah, I wonder who that guy is. Black Knight's using one of Elon Musk's uh, boring machines <laughs> to build this tunnel. <laughs> um but yeah they're working on that and um they get they're like the thing is go like they're working on it but then they get like portaled to somewhere else like a portal sucks them up or something And they see Hulk. They're like with Hulk. And they're like, wait, why is Hulk here? And then Hercules knocks him out. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Hulk? (laughs) (laughs) But they're like, oh, no, wait, there's something strange about him. And then he turns into Ant-Man. And Wasp is like, Ant-Man? Apparently they're exes here. It's a, her ex-husband in this this issue. That's why she's kissing up on Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever Paladin is. <laughs> um, but then, so Hulk transforms into Ant-Man and then it jumps to uh, Captain America and Captain Marvel on a submarine with Namor and he's 
swimming with dolphins. <laughs> just having fun. And and Captain America just explains like there's a lot about him that people don't realize and that he's he's a good person most of the time. And then Captain Marvel just says that he has a temper and an ego, but um, and Captain America says that he's a decent man, though. But then they talk in, and Captain Marvel says that he can call her Monica because this is uh, Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel. And so she, like, puts her trust in Captain America to know her identity. And then Namor's like, well, I got some lobsters for dinner. <laughs> he just snatched up his friend from underwater. They're going to boil these boys up. And Monica's like, okay, that's good with me. Nice lobster dinner. <laughs> then we cut back to... Well, Captain America's like, lobster again? <laughs> He's like, more lobster? This is the only only sea creature that Namor is willing to consume. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it cuts back to the Wasp and Hercules and Black Knight. And then Ant-Man turns into Iron Man. And the art is kind of funny. Of Ant-Man turning into Iron Man. Because Iron Man looks goofy. That's their like, old costumes like, too, right? Yeah. That's what it says. Mark one, yeah, Iron they're Man. like, these are all their original costumes. And it's a rest a reference to the Avengers number two when they fight the guy who who changes like changes into them or something. Oh, the space phantom. Yeah. yeah. Duplicate the parents and powers of any of them. So it was a reference back to that. And then Kang shows up. And they call him Immortus in this one. Oh, wait. He says Immortus is no more. He says his name is Kang now. So he says that for you to return home, you have to defeat me or you'll stay in, they call it limbo. I guess that's wherever they are. Yeah, Immortus was the the ruler of limbo. And that's why... That's why he's confused. Right? Why Hercules is confused, saying, "I thought, I thought Limbo was ruled ruled by Immortus," and uh, mm-hmm. but no, he's no more. Now it's Kang, so it's the same dude, just different name now. Yeah. So they have to defeat him, or they'll be stuck there. So Wasp tries, but she can't get him. But then she's like, "Oh, that's just a diversion," and Black Knight hits him. And Hercules hits him and decapitates him, but it's a robot. Whoa, it's not actually him. A robot. From the robot factory. And so Kang in the in the behind the scenes is like, this is exactly what I want. And he wants to conquer. Everything. That's what he tells Ravana. He just wants to control everything. 
He wants to be that one king. The only king. Yeah, he wants to rule every every time period. Mm-hmm. He just liked that. He wants to kill the kings and replace the kings with his robot kings so that he can control the robot kings. Control mm-hmm. the light the time. Which I think later in this series he actually helps the Avengers what? fight the other copies of himself. Would they the, defect? The robots <laughs> go bad? Or yeah, the other right. kings. The other kings. Oh. Where do they come from? Well, every time he every time he so in the future he's got a time machine right and that's how he right. he gets to all these different time periods i think right. every time he he does every time he jumps time it creates a copy of himself oh yeah it's very very confusing well, almost almost as confusing as the x-men movies <laughs> we don't talk about those with with in regards to to time <laughs> rule number one just enjoy them for what they are mm-hmm. all right so that was we get to see more of our avengers friends more than just the original ones yeah nice cool that there was like two recent additions to the mcu with hercules and wait was hercules and thor hercules He's in one of the movies, I thought. Yeah, the new Thor, right? Anyways, and with Black Oh, they show him at the very end. Oh, yeah, 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 Spoiler. Spoiler. You haven't end seen cre- the movie in six months. It's your fault. End credit scene. Why was yeah. it so special that Storm was in it when she was literally on the second page? <laughs> right? Well, because they can't tell you that, that they're going to die. <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh, we have to get the X-Men fans to read the Avengers comics because the X-Men fans might not be reading the Avengers comics. So this is how we get them to buy the Avengers comic. Yeah, the, the uh, what, what you guys grew up with was a very segmented Marvel between all the different movies, you know, the MCU, the X-Men's, the Spider-Man. Uh-huh. And the, the comics, especially in the 80s, they were just all in everybody's comic. Party! Like there was no... There was no segregation. There, it was just, hey, if Spider-Man wants to show up at the X-Men mansion and hang out for a while, then he, he certainly can. Bunch of crossovers. Yeah. yeah. Some, of that, some of that's probably the artists because because an artist would get working on some title. You know, the artist probably like, hey, I'd, I'd really like to take a shot at Spider-Man sometime. I'm tired of drawing this five foot three hairy guy all the time. <laughs> Who? Wolverine. Oh. How many? Five foot three? Okay, could have been beast. I was thinking Rocket <laughs> Raccoon. <laughs> I don't think Rocket <laughs> Raccoon is five foot three. He's three foot five. <laughs> yeah. Could be. <laughs> be a big raccoon. Speaking of, new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, I forgot to say. It was pretty good. Looks pretty epic. I didn't see it yet. It's good. I think it came out today. Anyways. I'll talk about Kang the Conqueror number one. So, in this one, we get a little bit of background. So, we get some narration about um, Alexander the Great and him being, like, you know, a cool, um, 
conqueror, but not like the best conqueror, right? I don't know, because Kang has kind of a thing with Alexander the Great. And he talks about his young life of growing up in the year, being born in the year 3000, and all the cool technology and all of that. Um, It's really awesome. But he thinks it's a cage because it's just like nobody's having fun. Because everything is so technologically advanced, there's no issues, there's no fun, like everyone is just, well, we don't really get to see very much, we just see a bunch of generic technology, (laughs) what cool technology, I guess, looks like um, for these artists, but um, he doesn't like it, he's trapped in a cage of technology, like he got his slit throat, what, he got his throat slit, (laughs) and... (laughs) recovered in a couple months or something because of how good the medicine and stuff is. So he's just kind of sick of it. So he knows of a um, historical room, like a, like a place, like a library, I guess, an old library. And he goes there and he sees Dr. Doom's big, big, big Dr. Doom suit. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. This part was a little confusing for me, but it's not Dr. Doom. It's old King or old King shows up. He comes in a portal and shows up. Um, and he's like, who are you? Uh, I'm Nathaniel Richards. This is, we hear his name. Who are you? I'm King the Conqueror. I don't know what the heck that means. Well, you will. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, so Kang the Conqueror basically recruits this younger version of himself, um, tells the kid, I'm you, and I'm going to train you to be better than me, basically. So, Big Kang takes Little Kang, I guess we'll call him Nathaniel. So Kang takes Nathaniel back to dinosaur times, and this is one year before the asteroid that obliterates the dinosaurs comes in. So Nathaniel's like, one year? He's like, yep, that's all the time you need to learn everything about me and how to become the best king and the conqueror. So he kind of, he goes through and shows um, Nathaniel all of the, or tells stories, I guess, and shows him all of the, fights that he had with like the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and gives him advice. Um, the biggest piece of advice being never fall in love because Ravana is always going to die. Um, which is tragic. That's his biggest failures, not saving his, his girlfriend. Um, so they hang out, uh, learns how to shoot, learns how to, um, just exist and be a cool guy. Um, and then Nathaniel, while he's out training one day, he meets a, a girl in the dinosaur time. Huh? It's like, what? <laughs> and they, they have a moment, they touch, which is a thing he's never done really, because that's too unsanitary in the year 3000. Um, and 2020. Yeah. (laughs) 
So he's, you know, really intrigued by this girl because, you know, he didn't think that there were humans in the dinosaur times. This girl brings him to the tribe and it's kind of like a little initiation ceremony, kind of, hey, welcome to our tribe. And I'm going to paint your face. The, the tribe elder paints his face and he's like, wow, you know, this is really cool. Maybe I, maybe the year 3000 wasn't the only cage. Maybe Kang is also a cage. So he's like putting, putting it together. He's having so much fun with the other, these other people. He's having so much fun with this tribe. Um, sadly, they're going to die soon. <laughs> so <laughs> Kang really, or Nathaniel really wants to save these people. So he goes, he goes back to see Kang. Kang's like, what's on your face? He's like, there's people here. You said there's no people here. Um, we need to get them out before the asteroid comes. And Kang's like, what, what did you do? And Nathaniel's like, I fell in love with dun, the world. Dun, dun. And Kang's like, no, and slaps him in the face. Um it gave him a big old slap. Big old slap. That was a full page slap. Yeah, full mm-hmm. page slap. No words. Bloody. Blood, blood coming out the nose. Gnarly. Um, really it, cool detail. You can see all the knit on his on his outfit. It's um, a, he's using the same form that uh, Will Smith did. Did you, did you notice that? That's a full on Will Smith <laughs> slap right there. That's funny. Um. So Nathaniel's basically real mad. Um, Kang throws him out. Um, Nathaniel's like, I need to get out of here. I can't die here. I can't be with Kang anymore. Anymore. I need to get out. So Nathaniel, you know, spending all this time with Kang has realized that he's got a drinking problem, especially if you talk about Ravona and especially if you put special herbs in his drink. So Kang... <laughs> Hangs out. He's 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 down. He's out. And Nathaniel's he's like, this is my chance. I'm gonna do this. He takes the suit. I guess has time to alter it to fit his little boy body. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Which, what the skill set is alterations. Yeah, quick alterations because guess what? The asteroid is coming. And just in time, he's able to open the portal with the king suit and leave. <sighs> As all the dinosaurs explode and go extinct, which sad he didn't oh, no. save his his friends. That's a little unfortunate. Um, maybe if he didn't alter the suit, he would have had time to go back. <laughs> but well, whatever. Um, so he goes, jumps, just jumps in a random portal, and he doesn't know where he is. He falls into sand. He's like, "Oh no, did I go?" too far in the future did i go too far in the past where am i what's happening he's like well i escaped king's cage just to end up in rama tut's empire so he ends up in ancient egypt during the time of king aka rama tut's rule nice that's where it ends. I like this uh, this issue. I did too. I, I really too. liked it. Might have I to read some more of the series. Yeah. 
I, it's hard for me to think of Nathaniel turning into some sort of bad King the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, is he really bad? He just has ambitions to <laughs> he's rule, just got big rule ambitions. all time and space. True. <laughs> but, but he's he's listed as a sometime hero. Okay. So I think there's probably things that threaten the timeline that he has to correct that you yeah. know, could be bad. So like in Loki. And that's that's very Marvel esque, right? You take a, a, a bad guy that you can still kind of root for every now and then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You take a good guy that you can still think maybe doing some dirty deeds every now and then. So that's that's right down Marvel's alley. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how this is going to play into the quantum realm. I don't know how he gets to the quantum realm in, in the movie, but it'll yeah. be interesting to see how how he enters the MCU that way. I'm going to have to maybe binge watch Loki again and see how that ends. And I, I suggest you guys do that also because um, even though it's not... Kang the Conqueror. I don't think it's the same Kang that's going to be in the Ant-Man movie. He does in Loki talk a little bit about his backstory, I think. Oh. So It's the same actor? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Very cool. We will have to check that out. Yeah. And Ravana is also in Loki. She um, is a little bit different. She's not like a I don't know what she is to Kang and, and the thing. She's not really his follower and Loki, but yeah, I liked Loki. Very cool. All right. So anything else to, uh, to talk about, about Kang? I know this is, it's hard to uh, take someone that's been through so many decades of comics and try to give a summary in one, one hour long <laughs> episode of a podcast, but. Hopefully we've we've drawn some attention to who he is and what his uh, overall story or or wants and desires are, mm-hmm. what his ambitions are. Yeah, I I want to read more of this King the Conqueror series because I'm interested to see how much they know about ancient Egypt. <laughs> it may it'd be neat if it kind of follows chronologically through, you know, from the dinosaurs to yeah. Egypt to you know, modern times and then to the future. Yeah. And kind of interweaves through Kang's, you know, he learns and it's one of those, uh, I think, I think it might've been the, the issue that I accidentally read <laughs> talked about how, you know, Kang really shouldn't jump around and find Kang you know, in a different time period, because that can, we all know what happens when Marty McFly goes and, you know, messes with his parents or, or an umbrella <laughs> Academy when you get the farts messes with his future <laughs> self. And, uh, and Kang's like, I have no fear of, of that. You know, I, I can do whatever I want and I still control the timeline. He has no fear of, of anything. So interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a cool villain because, you know, we've had so many big bads recently. It's gonna be cool to see yeah. how this guy, I don't know, works. Yeah, they always tried to to measure bad guys out outside of the comics, you know, in in the MCU and stuff. The 
they start saying things like, well, if you thought Thanos was bad, wait till you get a load of this guy. <laughs> and I think, I think they're all bad, just bad in different ways and have different abilities to, uh, to cause havoc in the timelines or havoc yeah. in, into any one person's world. I still want a Galactus arc. <laughs> they can't just they can't just start the MCU with Galactus like I am Galactus the end. But if they wait too long, then they're gonna be all washed up by then and forget how to write good movies. Yeah. That's all right. We'll just have uh, James Gunn come back and <laughs> after he gets tired of the, the DC universe, he can come back. I don't know if he'll get tired of the DC universe. Did you see the trailer for uh, Flash? No. It was, oh, it was during the Super Bowl. They had a, a trailer oh. for Flash. I didn't think they were going to be using that actor. I thought he got in trouble or something. Oh, they kept the same actor? Yeah. Uh-oh. I think he was literally a criminal on the run for a little bit. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was just all an act to make it spicy and make us want to go see uh. it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm too late to reshoot a whole movie now. Yikes. <laughs> oh, we can go ahead and release this one and pretend nobody remembers that part. <laughs> well, cool. We're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you all for listening to us talk about Kang. Go check out some Kang comics before you go see the new movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantum Realm and the, and the Kang and the Baby Raccoon. I think that's the full title. <laughs> yeah. You get to see a baby raccoon in the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you as always for listening. And until next time, peace, peace out. out. And, and geek out. out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.